Hello and welcome back to the 11th episode of On Report. Josh, how are we? Great, thanks, Zachary. How are you going? I'm very good, thanks. Let's get into it. And it's on! So they come in from all parts of the ground now. Morning, everyone. We're back. It's Wednesday morning. But first things first, this episode is proudly sponsored by uh, the Pisanius boys, Terry and Nico. They've moved into the vape business and they're selling vapes. So if anyone needs a vape, hit them up, hit, hit us up and we can get in touch with them or get directly in touch with them. Great family business. They're doing well. So um, we're happy to help. Zach, how was basketball last night? Yeah, dude. Sick. Like We're into the grand final now. The team we versed haven't lost in four seasons. Like They're legit, they're legit 40 and 0. And uh, I rock up at halftime because I was a bit late. So this is probably the reason why. I rock up, we're up 17-16. We ended up winning the game 39-36. I scored three points, which is kind of hectic. I was 50% from three. Um, Yeah, it was sick. And uh, it got a bit beefy as well because, like, they really hate losing. They've never lost before as well. And we kind of were sore winners, which was sick. So it was pretty sick. Rocking up at halftime is more than a bit late. (laughs) What? Oh, yeah, no, nah, yeah, no, nah, that's all right. I had like a lot of, like, yeah, but it worked out, so it's all right. Um, cool. Uh, anything in the news you want to talk about, Zach? Just Something interesting, and my uncle actually, he he messaged me and he was like, put this in the pod, but like, don't yeah. say it came from me. But talking about Cora Norman uh, and Gareth Widdop, player swap, that could be pretty interesting. I feel like it's both players that career's kind of semi, not done, but it's not on fire. So it's quite yeah. interesting. I can't really see what's going to happen there. The only thing that doesn't make sense with that is like Gareth made such a big hoo-ha about wanting to come home to England. Exactly, and yeah. And then coming back. It's just weird. Anyway. He realizes he, yeah, he doesn't want to be there. Yeah. All right, we'll move to on reports. If there's nothing else for that part, Zach, you got anything? My first one, it's not really, actually, I've only got one, but it's not really an on report. But it's just that like it's a bit freaky, but legitimately Josh and I were just talking like two minutes before we started recording about like Brian Tor's TikTok and then my phone was sitting like kind of close to me and as soon as I opened my TikTok Josh was talking about it said Brian Tor like twice and then the first TikTok that came off of my account was Brian Tor so on report to all the weird social networking um, listening devices because they're tapping our phones but kind of helps out so if you just say hot girls you get that on your TikTok I like I'm not a consp- conspiracy theorist but it's definitely a thing there's been yeah, so is. many times where I've said something and then I go do something. It's the first thing on my feed, like always. Like on Saturday night, I stopped over at uh, Zach's, our co-host place. Didn't didn't give me any uh didn't give me any, really any blankets to sleep with. And then I opened my TikTok the next day, and that's like, the first one there is when like your mates don't give you any blankets to sleep at sleep over. So <laughs> yeah, like, that's just too specific. Um, yeah. For me, I kind of have two: one footy related, one not. I'll start with footy related. Ryan Pappenhausen, or not more so the commentators I commentate about Ryan Pappenhausen. Like, they just, they just get around him way too much. And it's just, like, he's, he's a good player. Like, I'm not going to stand here and say he's not a good player. I just don't think he's that great. It's just, like, I'm yet to see him do anything where I'm like, far out, wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. everything he does is like, you're an NRL fullback, and especially at the Storm, like, I would expect nothing less. Like, when he's broken Kalen Ponga's ankles... Like he's running full pelt at him. Of course, like he just 
steps off his right foot, of course, he's like, if he doesn't get around him, like that's just the greatest tackle ever by Kalen Ponga. And then we're, talk, we're hyping up Kalen Ponga about that. Yeah. And then Chihuahua actually catches him. I, it's it's dead set match yeah, fixing that he doesn't tackle him. I don't, he literally fell on his ankles. I, I just, yeah, I just, yeah. I'm yet to see him do something where it's just not speed related. And like, it was a good pickup. But other than that, like, it's just, that, that is literally your job. That is why you're getting paid. Do you see how he's running? He's like his head would be like down like that. He's probably running, trying to run like a sprinter. Uh, just uh, he, uh, he's painful. Another thing from him, his, his TikTok as well was just shocking. Like yeah, they want to get. He's so arrogant as well. Oh, it's good of him. Yeah. Um. And lastly, for those in this nation's great capital, mobile speed cameras here don't warn you. I think I could have gone. I've been done twice in three days here <laughs> with the mobile speed cameras. One's off the highway, come from Sydney, so you. You're going pretty fast and it was like 10 o'clock at night and it's just in the dark there. So probably got nailed there. And then also they've put one in the roadworks yesterday where it's usually 60, but they put it at 40. So um, I could be using my push bike a lot more often. And <laughs> this is a worry often. because this means your sports bet account is going to slow down because for anyone listening, uh, like every time I message, I'm like, all right, big weekend, get into it. Nah, man, just copped a $785 fine for going like 80 in a 40 zone. Like he does stupid stuff. And he tries to budget really well to buy some new things, but the driving is a problem. Yeah, we'll see. We'll keep you guys updated. Hopefully, I don't get anything in the mail within two weeks. But moving on from that, anytime try scorers. So this is where we pick one try scorer from each game. Uh, the rules are we can only pick two wingers because we thought that'd be too easy. But it's getting to a point where we might need to up that because we're not getting too many right. Not hitting the air. So, and then for this week, we're actually going to introduce uh, one special guest for it. They've sent in their tips because they had a pretty remarkable week last week. I think they won 600 or so dollars on a multi of try scorers. Yeah. Biggest leg being to Katoni Staggs, $9.50, which is just pretty incredible. So I thought score that. A yeah, just score a double. So I think that earned him a place in our anytime try scorers. So, Zach, do you want to read out yours? Uh, so I got. Three from eight last week, pretty much two wingers and Cleary. So you can't really fail there. This week I've got uh, Paul Vaughan, which I think is stupid because I should have just picked any Roosters players, but what's going to happen? Uh, Eliese Katoa at 550, but if I could ask you, could I please change that to Adam Fenor Blake? But I'll see what you say about that. Then I go Katoni Staggs at $2.80, Jerome Hughes at 330, Stafford Tor at $2.10, Jack Wine at 450. Ryan Kelly at two eighty eight, and then Mike Acevo at a dollar sixty two. Beautiful. Uh, myself, Tarek Sims at six dollars fifty. Uh, Fulna from Manly at two dollars seventy five. Dan Gagai at two dollars fifty. Vunavalu at dollar sixty two. Lachlan Fitzgibbon, who've said almost every single week, he has to score now. No best. He doesn't have to pass. Four dollars thirty three. Stephen Crichton two dollars thirty. Kyle Felt at dollar sixty seven, and Josh Dugan at three dollars sixty. So I read you our um, biggest fans bet. So James DeBono is his name. Uh, Tupanua, Sirenin, Pangai, Adokar, Ponga, Crichton, Anthony Don, and Michael Jennings. That's quite nice. I like that more than both of ours combined. So that, we shall see how we go. All right. Tip, Zachary. How did we go last week? Six from eight. Pretty annoying because a lot of people got seven and there's a couple eights because it was a pretty straight up round with only really one upset being the Warriors beating the Tigers and it's somewhat funny because both of us ranted last week saying, I think it's a different Tigers team. Madge has got them rumbling in a different way. They don't yeah. lose these games anymore. And then bang, like the Warriors being good, but 
like the Warriors without him on the tour, and they I get saw, a, get the job done easily. I saw I didn't watch the game, but I looked at my phone. And I was like three tries to zero um, Tigers. I'm like, here we go. Like it was fine. And then yeah, check it at halftime and uh, full time, they've lost. It's pretty nice. It's somewhat going back to classic Tigers and. Madge went on and on about it this week. We're changing the culture, but see if they can do it this week. They've got a big, big match against uh, the Knights. Uh, and then the last one was just losing the Manly Penrith tip. Yeah, a bit of um, another uh, off-the-cuff on report with this one for being Zachary Galuzzo's on report. I uh, made it very clear that if we – he made it very clear that if Coruscant was in, we are changing our tips 100%. But uh, in his intoxicated state, I think he's gone a bit stubborn. He's stuck with Manly. And we've lost a tip. So, uh, Zach, I'm sorry, mate, be on report for that one. Uh, I legit said it was a joke, but what, what can you do? I was pretty right, actually, in hindsight. So, sorry, I got seven from eight then. And then also, uh, just a couple things we got right last week. On, on top of the anytime try scores, dogs, line, and under, we got that. Bunnies, yeah. dragons, one to 12, tick. Sharks, negative four and a half and over. That, was, that wasn't looking like a negative four and a half, but they came back. Raiders, one to 12, and Storm, one to 12. Yeah. Yeah, we did all right last week. Yeah, not bad. Um, okay, let's get into it. Dragons v. Roosters, first game, 7.50 Thursday night at Wynn Stadium. $1.22 for the Roosters, $4.25 for the Dragons, 11.5 line, 40.5 points. Yeah. Uh, Adam Clune rejoins the side with Cora Norman dropping out. Uh, Flanagan is out and still no BMOZ and Quadner is also out as well, which is interesting for the Roosters. Yeah, I think... For my, for me, like I think they're just hanging on by a thread. Like they've been sloppy against two of the worst teams this week, uh, two past weeks. They just, they just look like I, th- I might have said this previous week. They just look like they're one injury away from really, like, really struggling. Like if yeah, Kiri, yeah, yeah. I know you can say this about any teams, fullback or halfback. If Kiri or go down, they're like, they're really in all sorts. Yeah. Um, and I've heard as well, Kyle Flanagan. This is. After talking to one of my fellow basketball teammates last night, who's a huge NRL fan and like just knows somewhat what's going on, and he thinks Flanagan's been dropped as well for Lachlan Lamb. It's not an injury. Really? They've covered it as a rest, but apparently been dropped. And I don't mind that. I kind of really do like that. What about I don't rate it. Anthony Milford has come out and said, no, I haven't been dropped. I'm actually injured. <laughs> yeah. Very <laughs> laugh so much. <laughs> um, yeah, just but then like the dragons are hard to get around because they just fade in and out of games. Like they were so good the first twenty minutes against the bunnies. Like oh, they were like it was going to be forty nil. Yeah, I don't know. I I think roosters one to twelve here. I can't see the roosters pumping them. So I kind of like yeah. dragons at eleven and a half line. What about you? Yeah, I just I I don't think roosters are just going to turn around now and start pumping teams. So I got roosters one to twelve as well in a solid performance. I'm looking like a twenty two fourteen type game. Nothing huge. I don't think yeah. it would be the greatest Thursday night game we've ever seen. I do like Paul Vaughan to score. And I think with the Dragons conceding 17 of 37 down their right-hand side, I think Kiri could have a field day down there. Maybe Ryan Hall. Maybe Ryan Hall gets his first try. As yeah. Oh, also, he's a $1.91 to score a try. He's never scored a try in the NRL in his life. Why does he deserve to be a $1.91? He's a winger. Really. He's a winger in the right team. Um, some other interesting stats. Roosters have won the last four. 11 of their last 14 since 2013. So that's when Trent Robinson took over. But overall, 20 Dragons, 21 Roosters of 42 games, an average of 38.5 points per game. And for myself, I like Tarek Sims and Josh Morris to score. All right. So Roosters, 1 to 12 there. Manly Warriors, Zachary. Friday, 6 o'clock at Lotterland. $1.22 Manly, $4.25 Warriors. That's the exact same as last game. 
12 line and 36 and a half points, which is unusually low. Dylan Walker and Brad Parker out. Shame for Dylan Walker. Returns, breaks his foot, gone again. So Kay Cuss gets another chance with Tavita Funa returning to the side. Sirian also named, which is huge for them. And then Chanel Harris-Tavita is in for Blake Green, who's not injured, but he's moved the club. So he's uh, gone to the Newcastle Knights, which is going to be very interesting to see. That's that's so interesting. I don't... Why well, do that mid-season? I think he's a bit of in their glue somewhat like he's some like he's just been their savior a couple games i know he's not he's not he's not amazing but like he does a job and like yeah kind of need him i think they could become like very vintage warriors without him and it could just be anywhere going everywhere so interesting to see the real interesting one because they were rumors he was going to leave then it was like you're killing it and i guess it was true that he was going to leave so yeah and like chanel harris of up he's as flaky as it comes in my opinion so yeah, interesting times ahead. This is a tricky one. Manly were absolutely horrendous last week. Like, yeah, like you just they have to bounce back because that was that was that was pathetic, really. Um, and then on the flip side, Warriors were fantastic against it against it in a game that no one expected them to win. So this is a real hard one. But I'll tell you this, Zachary, Manly have a seventy percent win rate against the Warriors, which is the second highest against any team. Yeah, so I, I like it. I, I can't see Manly doing that again. It was so unmanly-like. Maybe Penrith very, very good as well. And I love seeing the Warriors have a go, but I think Manly will the way in this one. I don't mean mind Manly 13-plus, to be honest. I think they might have a little bit of fun. I'm, I'm on the opposite end. I think I think I like Warriors at a line of 12.5, but over points. I just... You know, I said last week, it's funny how opinions change in regards to Manly. Like, I would never go anywhere near Manly last week. Yeah. Maybe that was just a bit of, like, false confidence or optimism for Manly. Like, this is just still a turbo-less a turbo-less Manly. And hopefully Warriors can G up something, and I got them at the line. Uh, interesting. We'll see. Uh, Adam Finnell played the score as well, by the way. And can you approve my choice of changing my anytime trial score? Is that okay? Uh, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. Ah, Depends no which way. one doesn't score, and then we'll probably keep that one in. Yeah. All right. Uh, Bunnies versus Bronx. 7.35 Friday night at ANZ Stadium. Interesting. $1.28 versus $3.75 for the Broncos. 10.5 line, 38.5 points. Again, I feel like this is a bit low. All the games like went over last week almost, so it's interesting. Yeah. A little bit of them low. Uh, ins and outs? Yeah, Milf out with Croft and Deedon starting in the halves. And D for feeder, David for feeder, back to the side. I think it's the best Bronx pack we'll see all year, unless Lodgy rejoins the team, taking the spot of Flegler. But as a Bunnies fan, out of all the games for for feeder to rejoin uh, and Milford to get dropped, it's uh, great to see that it's against the Bunnies team. So I'm a bit nervous there, and there's no changes for the Bunnies this week. Yeah, see, I'm I smell a little bit of ambush. You never hear me say about this about the Broncos. But I feel like the kind of is. Have this one, Zach, as a Bunnies fan. Rabbitohs have the worst record against... No, sorry. The second worst record against the Broncos. They've only won 11 from 41. 26%. Yeah. And then the worst is the Storm. They've only won five games against against the Storm for 32 games. That's kind of nuts. But I'll give you this in your favor. It's three versus three um, at ANZ. So that's very interesting. Very interesting. To me, my eyes just go back to the second round where Stags yeah. ran an absolute horror show against yeah. Braden Burns. So that worries me a little bit, especially with him being back in form. 
that poor dude, I like if anyone doesn't know, there was like a couple of naughty videos getting shared around about uh Tony Staggs. Like, poor bloke, like I hope they throw the book at that chick because I'm sure if that was a guy that leaked um revenge porn against their old partner, like that'd be that'd be jailable tomorrow. Yeah. So, so I, I respect him as well. Pretty cool. Uh, uh, I think Broncos show, have showed glimpses, but as a South fan, I am a believer. And I think we're just working towards 80 minutes and the best 5'8 in the game, Cody Walker, has just turned the corner. You watched this week. I'm very excited to see him play. I think last round was very important for their, for a lot of the Bunnies team in terms of their cold shot. And I just maybe that's lifted them a lot more than what they are. They usually they usually are they usually are at. So yeah, I just a couple of my notes is just you can see Broncos slightly improving. Like they should have won that game. It's just it's in their head. Like if they're if they're not in the situation that they're in, they win that game last week. They just they just fumble it when they're in front. Like they just trip over themselves. Stags, but on the flip side, is Stags gonna be affected? Like that's gotta be playing on his head. That's a bit of a mental game as well. Fafita's back, which is huge. Boyd at fullback is probably his best position yeah. for this team. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think I think I like Broncos in a close one, which I can't believe I'm saying. Um, that's right. the one time. Well, I, yeah, but that's bet. the thing with you. You have got a big problem. You Every week on about a – probably a Monday afternoon, you go, South don't win this week. Or whoever South's reversing, you get around them. And I haven't, I'm not saying South's been great, but I, I, I think South's are too good this week. And I'd like to see – Bennett Seabold again play out because it's going to be nice. I'd take Broncos at the line. Yeah, it's a yeah. 10 line. I think that might at. boost to maybe a 10 and a half or actually might drop into a nine and a half. And then I think over 38.5 points, Cody Walker definitely to score and Katoni Staggs definitely to score as well. Okay. All right. I have a Dango guy at $2.50 and then Bono and I agree with him to Topanga Jr. at $6.50 running over your mate Walker. Storm v. Doggies. This is interesting with no Pappenhausen or Smith. Saturday, 3 p.m. at Sunshine Stadium. Pretty sure $1.15 Storm and $5.50 Bulldogs. No respect there. 13.5 line and 40.5 points. Give me, again, dogs at the line and unders. It's just the easiest bet in the world, I, um, I think. Yeah. yeah. You can take it every week, really. Um, also, Seve is out. And then you get to see Nico Hines play a fullback this week. Could be interesting. As well as B. Smith. That's Brando Smith, the cheese. Get to start with Justin Ollum joining back in at centre wing. Cogger drops out of the 17. And you've got Sione Katoa starting at nine instead of Jeremy Marshall King, which I'm not a fan of. Yeah, interesting one. Interesting one. A uh, couple more stats from me. Dogs are the only team in the NRL to have a winning percentage against the Storm, 51%. Thank you, Des Hasler. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Average of 37.5 points. Uh, and Dogs have just been fantastic lately. I think... Oh, not maybe not fantastic, but they've been good. Like should have beat the Eels last week, um, should have beat the Dragons, and the week before that, and then beat the Knights. So we're technically three and zero for the past the past three weeks. So, and with no no Smith or Pappenhausen, I think I think we could pounce here. I think it could be like a a sixteen twelve victory to us. Yeah, I agree. I think dogs have been courageous. I wouldn't say they've been fantastic, but I can see how you think that as a dogs fan. Uh, but I think the Storm are in a real groove. Now, you take out Smith. I don't think Pappenhausen is that big of a deal, really. Take out Smith. I just can't really see the upset factor in this one, and especially for a traveling dogs going up to the Sunshine yeah. Coast. 
I think Jerome Hughes, Munster, run a mark. And that's why I've got Jerome Hughes to score. And I think any right-hand side player for the Storm this week with the Dogs conceding 27 of 46 down their left-hand side. Yeah, so yeah, that's why I have one of Alu. And if I'm going to pick a dog try scorer, I like Nick Meany at $4.50. Yeah, good kid. But um, yeah, dogs are lining unders. I think that's uh, always a good bet. Awesome. Game number five, Newcastle Knights versus West Tigers. Saturday, 5.30 up at uh, McDonald's Town Stadium. Is that what it's called? Anyway, up McDonald's, in Newcastle. McDonald's Jones. McDonald's Jones, McDonald's Town. Um, $1.57 Knights and $2.40 West Tigers. Four dollars, uh, four and a half line, and thirty-eight and a half points. Last, if you remember, last time they met, it was at Leichhardt, and Knights absolutely thumped them. So, want to keep them yeah, on. put them to the sword in a high-scoring one, and I predict it's going to be the exact same, especially after seeing the ins and outs. Blake Green gets a start, walks straight in. That's a bit interesting. Like he's playing for the Warriors a couple of days ago. Bradman Best out, which is huge especially because he could run over and have a fun time against BJ Leilua and Norfoluma down that right-hand side. Brooks is a switch for Walters joining the bench now. Grant is out, which I think is a convincing factor for me why the Knights win. Twile is also out of the side with a one-week, two-week injury. And Luke Garner, I don't understand, but he's been dropped out of the team. Madge must have a serious problem with him because I thought he was probably their best player last week, if not up there in the top two. Yeah, very interesting one. I expect a bit of a response from 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 the Tigers. See, this is like this is like what I'm saying. Like every game, I have an argument for the underdogs, Broncos, Bulldogs, um, Tigers here now. They just, I don't know. I just I just think they're going to respond. I think Tigers, uh, Knights, uh, I think they're decimated. Like literally, like they can't finish a game without like an important person getting injured. Like watch Kurt yeah. Mann go down. It'll just be the third week in a row. A uh, hook um, gets injured. Yeah, it's just. Straight and like Blake Green straight in the team, like is that really the right play? Yeah, I I think man's been doing such a little job there. Like just get yeah. someone else to fill in, play a little just nine where you just legit pass the ball. Like play Phoenix Crossland there for a bit. I, I don't I'm not a huge fan of it, but I think it could really benefit Ponga if it does work. Freeze him up a little bit. Or even even the reverse. Like maybe like Blake Green doesn't do a lot and Ponga just takes more of the reins. Because like it has to stifle their attack a little bit, like we saw them at the beginning of the season that can like just combinations. So again, I think Tigers for me here, but no one really is, is screaming at me for a try scorer this game. So maybe- nah, that's the thing. If you look at their two to five for both teams, it's somewhat ridiculously stupid. Like yeah. yes, BJ Leilua and North Luma are pretty good, but defensively they're all over the place. And then Tommy Talau and enough, like the guy who just came from the roosters to free up cap space for Sonny Bill Williams. Like it's kind of, it's a weird team. You wouldn't have picked it at the start of the year to be starting. And then on the opposite side, the Knights, all their, their, five, their two to five have legit played under 50 games each. So I think there could be a lot and a lot of points. That's why I definitely like over 38.5 for this one. Yeah, again, unusually low. Um, oh, yeah, and you'll have to love this then. Average points between the two of them are 47. <laughs> yeah, it's monstrous. I reckon it is, but it could also be the reverse where it's one of those games where teams are just so poor that they can't catch the ball and then it's just like half complete incomplete sets and it's just shocking. Yeah, it could be a shock and watch, especially especially if it's wet weather, which I don't know what the weather's planning. It could be it could be seriously bad. One sec, I've got a call, Zach, sorry. Hello? Yes, this is Josh. Good, thanks. How are you going? Okay, perfect. Thank you very much. Yeah, we're all safe here. 
All right, bye-bye. Is that Des Haswell? No, nah, it's my dishwasher repair man. He's coming in half an hour, so we've got to hustle. Yeah, so Tigers, I don't know. I think I like them. What's the line? Four and a half. See, I just think that's irrelevant because it's probably going to be 13 plus either side. Or Luke Brooks at fifty. I don't know why. I feel like I just had to pick someone and, and he stuck out, returned to form, returned into the team, and he scores. So that combined with our other anytime trial scorers, hopefully one of them gets up. Yeah. All right, game number six, Panthers versus Raiders, Saturday, 7.35 p.m. at Panthers Stadium, $1.47, Panthers versus $2.70, Raiders, six line and 34 and a half points. Again, really low. Ins and outs, Zach? Charlie Staines, he can score four tries, then just doesn't play the next week. And then Charles Nuskostak is back in for Semi Ravale. Seven of 76 games between the two of them, 38 to the Panthers, 37 to the Raiders. It's amazing yeah. how close all these are. And yeah. average points is 42 and a half. Raiders, yeah. interesting one. And there's another one in the other games. Raiders have lost one more than the Panthers have, but they've scored more points. They've also conceded less, which I was surprised by. I thought Raiders had a bit, were a bit leaky at times, but they've conceded less points. I guess the start of the season, they were very good. Mm. But at Penrith Stadium, 19 to the Penrith and 13 to the Raiders of 37 games with a 42 average points. What do you like here, Zach? I think... Game of the round, and I think it's a big test of both teams' credentials. Like, how good are the Panthers? But I also think Ricky Stewart is playing this one. Let's show the league that we're still top dog, or we are. We're elite, maybe with the Storm, but Panthers aren't as good as everyone's uh, cracking up to be. And I think we'll get a real test of how good Nathan Cleary is in this game because the defense can be, uh, their attack can be one-dimensional at times, running all through him. So, I like Jackie Wyden to get over the line, and he's going to flex. Well, he's the best half in the game, perhaps. Oof. I'm, I understand that. And <laughs> that's great for you, Zach. But I kind of think I like Penrith 13 plus here. Uh, wow. Raiders are fantastic. But if they could do that to Manly last week, I think they'll. I know, I know Raiders will G up and it probably will be close. But I think I think I like them. I think I know I like them to smash them. They just got the job against done against the Cowboys and Panthers were just so good last week. My heart's saying 13 plus. I like Panthers negative six and a half and over 34 and a half points. And I like Rapana to score at $2.80 and Stephen Crichton at $2.30. Interesting. That's interesting. We're so conflicted on this one. Uh, it's going to be hard for us to pick what we're going to tip. But then again, yeah, like a, Raiders could win that in like you could just say it'd be like 2018 and they win that and that's another underdog. That's what I think. I think just grind factor. I do like, and don't follow this bet because it's a bit stupid, but I do like both front rows to score. Papali and James Fisher-Harris. James Fisher-Harris in his 100th game. Boys are going to G up, but I think Papali, 60th minute, crash ball, bang, done. All right, moving on. Game number seven, Titans versus Cowboys. Don't know if anyone will be watching this one. 2 p.m. Sunday at Seabar Stadium. $2.25 Titans versus $1.65 Cowboys. Three and a half line. Again, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but I feel it's relevant again. 42 and a half points. Michael Morgan back, Zach. Sorry, Sorry. still your thunder. Um, which I feel like no one's talked about just with the carnage of Teamless Tuesday. Yeah, it was, it was, he should be hyped and everyone was looking forward to it. But I just think the fact that he's, he's partnered with Ben Hampton, I would have loved to see Assey get the spot, but I know he's yeah, out. Yeah, what's happened to him? I'm not sure. I think he's just maybe a two-game contract. But Michael Morgan, it's a big question. Like he could come back in and really do nothing and then get re-injured and just career Peters away or could be exactly what they need. I I just think their team on paper looks like the most classic Cowboys post-Thurston era. One to seven is stupid, 
and then they've got a good pack. That's what's yeah. going to happen. So I think it's just pack from pack in this one. That's what I said. Seven to thirteen for the Cowboys is like so nice. Yeah, legit. Like really, really nice. Uh, for me, Cowboys have a sixty-six win percentage over the Titans. This is the best against any other team. But I don't know. Like you can see Titans, like like the other bad teams, slowly getting a little bit better. Like they're they're now a really smart run organization, or they're starting to be, and they're starting to turn the tide a bit. So I think it's going to be a close one. Cowboys one to twelve for me. Felt to score and and AJ Brimson at three at two dollars seventy. Yeah, I think I like him to score. He's made a big impact. And just so you know, I'm probably going to edit this out, but Josh did say Ash Brimson, which is pretty funny. <laughs> uh, even though I think it's set for an upset with Titans set for an upset, my same game, and I think my tip for the round, so my same game for a Sunday, is under 42.5 points. Interesting. Brian Kelly to score and Cowboys 1-12, to and that's $17.75 value. So if you want to get a couple lunch vouchers this week, put it on that. Mm. Okay, last game of the round. This will be interesting. Sharks versus Eels. Sunday, 4.05 at Jubilee Stadium, $1.95 to the Sharks and $1.40 to the Eels. Six and a half line and 39 and a half points. Ins and outs. Jesse Ramian, Josh Dugan and Moylan all back in. Three big names, three kind of idiots. Moylan plays six with Will Kennedy at fullback. Talakai takes the place of Britton Nakora, who's just been a real shame this year after a huge breakout season. Second season. And then no Madison again for the Eels, which... I think he's just going to go soft again in one of those six weeks out after concussion type plays. Where do we start from here? For me, it's the best attacking team versus pretty much the best defensive team. I never know how things like these pan out, but it's it's that's an interesting one. Sharks do have the wood, 47, ga- uh, 47 wins to Eels 40 of 87 games, an average of 35 points. I think that's going I think that's go- oh, I don't even know if it's going over, to be honest. I was about yeah. to say for sure going over, but... I don't know. Because Eels haven't been fantastic. Like, no. they really, really haven't been fantastic. Like like I said, they should have lost last week, um, especially if Aiden Tolman doesn't take the quick tap. Um, Eels' right side defensively sucks as well. So, Josh Dugan to score for me, $3.60. I don't know, man. I don't know. Both teams were very, very ordinary against more ordinary teams as well. Like, Sharks should have also shouldn't have won. Yeah, I agree. I and I, I've been thinking since I saw this matchup after last last round, sharks upset, sharks upset. Here we go. This is the demise of the Eels. But then I look at the teams. I think the Sharks bench has been their reason why they've been fighting in games. Like they start a bit slow and then bang, you bring in Talakai, Royce Hunt, Rudolph off the bench, and it's just like smash, 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 and they lift the game. But with Talakai and Rudolph both starting and Nerf Feeder again. I think they lose that X factor. They lose that punch off the bench. It's like Jackie Williams, I think Royce Hunt, and then it's just two nuffies. So I guess I'm glad to see no Bryson Goodwin. That's good for the Sharks and there's good ins, but I still think Para in this one. I think just Paramount head to head. I can't really see if it's one to 12 or 13 plus. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, for me, it's one to 12, but you just, it's just, it's not a nice game and you just kind of take eels because they're, you know, they're like, they're coming second on the ladder or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're meant to be better. Exactly. Yeah. They're meant to win this game. So it, it yeah. could be interesting. I think Moses to lift. He was shocking last week. He can really be rocks of diamonds. All right, to summarize, Roosters, Manly, Bunnies, Storm, Knights, Panthers, nice. Cowboys, Raiders. Eels. See, yeah. 
couple 50-50s in there. We'll see. Yeah, what like, like I seriously think that's a bit ridiculous, but like so many of those can be the flip side. Well, I reckon next week we could come back and say we tip like gods or it's season done. We've got three from eight. So Yeah, literally. Very literally. This is actually a huge week when you put it like that. Because, yeah, yeah. Like each underdog can win in my head. Yeah. Like there's an argument for it. Just a quick question, Zachary, from our anytime try scorer guest, James DeBono. Jeez, we might need to get him on. He's, just, he's got a lot to add. Uh, the legit biggest contributor. Who would you rather your team verse in the finals, if you weren't a bunny supporter, that is? Knights or bunnies? I think I'd prefer to verse the Knights <laughs> because I'm a bunnies fan. <laughs> no, I just think I think Bennett finals, not all the bunnies, but they've like a fair few of them have got decent finals experience. Like they know what to do up there. Cody Walker's hectic. Like I love him this week. It's a bit much, sorry. But I just can't see the Knights in, in final series. I think they're just going to, I don't want to say it, but shit the bed a bit. So Yeah, I think that's fair. My, yeah, I don't know. I've been a bit of a Bunnies hater as of late. But like you said, I think Bennett, like with the Bulldogs, when Des Hazel's coaching, I just like, I always would say like September specialists. Like they just knew how to yeah, win the finals. It. Like if they we just got in there, there, they're going to get on a run. And I think now that you've just said that, I think Bunnies would, could possibly do the same and a lot of big game experience in that team. So... Uh, James Bono, I know you're a Bunny supporter, so this is probably what you're looking for. As a Bulldog supporter, I would rather verse the Newcastle Knights in the NRL finals than the Bunnies. 100%. All right, before we get into Supercoach, guys, Zach and I, we're going to try and do a sniper team for this week. So this is where you create a, a, a Smurf account, a fake account, and you, and you create a team purely targeting around trying to take top prize uh, for – the highest points for a thousand dollars like it is really really hard and it might not work because everyone's work. everyone's everyone's prices have increased significantly so it's hard to actually field a, a team of 25 at the salary cap but i'm feeling yeah. with with smith out grant out it could be an opportunity to like maybe just like just chuck some cheapies in there you know what i mean like yeah, um, yeah i like it so we'll see how that goes we'll keep you informed uh stay tuned next week uh we might have thousand dollars which will We'll add on top of the investment fund. Yeah, that's uh, the thing. Investment fund is struggling, so yeah. that thousand dollars could be very important. Yeah, yeah, big time. Anyway, moving on. Teamless Tuesday. What an absolute bomb! Legit, the worst I've ever seen it. Yeah. It, it. Seemed like a bit of a prank, really. Yeah, it looked like the messages start coming in like one by one. Smith out. We knew that. Grant also out. Yeah. FML like, and then um. No hard out. And then Twilight for me, I literally just brought him back in. Um, <laughs> Madison out. Like, uh, anyway, last week, I scored 1,295. I did have a projection of 1,420 at one stage, so it was a little bit disappointing to come my way with that. But I moved into 1,000 ranks, so I think I'm in top 4% now, which is lovely. What about you, Zach? Uh, yeah, I got 1,287. I thought with upgrades uh, and updates, I would have maybe pipped you in our head-to-head, but good on you. And I've moved up. 3k more rankings but i'm not going to disclose where i'm ranked at <laughs> all right let's just get into it this will won't be so much of a positional analysis more so what the hell do we do with like everything that we just got dropped yeah. on us last Fix night the start yeah, with problem. the with the hookers both smith and grant out firstly zach i'll ask you a question if you have both which a lot of good teams do so not your team uh who are you trading out first smith or grant Oh, I forgot to tell you, last week I changed my trades and I just brought in Smith and Grant, so it's kind of great for me. Um, 
Smith goes. I'm going to hold Grant because I've just heard he's coming back in a week's time. I can see myself not bringing Smith back in as well. I think looking after an injury, last five games of the season, are they going to rush him back? Are they going to play him limited minutes because they've got a decent draw? I can see Smith not playing as many minutes, of course. So I'm holding Grant for a week and I'm looking to bring in either Jazz Tavunga this week, but I'm not sure. So if you trade Smith first, you're freeing up a ton more cash because he's, he's close to 750 now. So anything other than anything other than him, you're going to make money. But on the flip side to what you said, Zach, I think he's slightly more important for the run home. So, but then for Grant, if you sell Grant, you keep Smith. So that's a bonus. And he's only out for one week. So that's, so then that's the pros and cons of selling and holding him. So then talking replacement, Zach. So we're really talking, I guess, Coruscant, Cook, and Jastavunga. Yeah. I just, I just can't see myself owning Jastavunga, I'll be honest. Even though it's like the stats don't lie, I just can't see myself owning him. And I, I like Coruscant in the Panthers team. So yeah, for me, that's that's my my opinion. What about you? See, I'm kind of like my trades right now. I've brought in Jazz Tavunga. I just like him. And last week, he was legit hit the line, spin, offload. Hit the line, spin, offload. It could really happen for him. I think he's just, they're just going to nut him out for the rest of the season. He could be quite good. And he's a he's good, good discount. Like, I can't see myself going to Damien Cook, especially with his up and down form. And he's just 700K. So I'm really not making much cash if I downgrade from Smith to him. And my last one, Jakey Turpin. At 393K, you'll open up like almost 500K. Oh, sorry, almost 400K. Thoughts? What did he score last week? He got 61 last week. I think Isaac Luke's on the bench. So maybe no Turps for me, even though 61 is not too bad. If you have both, guys, just. Look, it's up to you which one you sell. We can do the pros and cons. But, yeah, you're looking at Coruscant or Joe Stavunga as your replacements and cook if you're, if you're feeling a bit spicy. And sorry to throw another one at you. I know it's a lot, but I'm just really thinking about this hooker position. But Brandon Smith, are you buying into that or is it just a stupid trade for two weeks? Yeah, it's, it's like we're running. I think I'm like sub 10 trades after two trades this week. So I really yeah. can't be trading someone for two weeks. All right, front row forwards. It's just like for a position that had no one, it's got a lot of a lot now. Uh, first and foremost, Junior Paulo with a huge 103. What a beast. Yeah. Offloads and try assist city. So nice. That was so nice. Like a huge upgrade as well. He was 85 to 103. Um, Pat Carrigan, just just a low-key keeper. I feel like it's just not he's not praised enough in Supercoach terms. I think it's just that everyone started with him at the start of the year. So they're like, oh, yeah, he's just, we'll make his cash. But yeah. he's turned into a keeper for sure, I think. He scored yeah. 80, 80 this week. Maybe Fafita changed that this week with him getting more ball. But Hugh, I reckon Pat Carrigan is in the top three. And he's actually overall total points. He's, uh, he's fairly up there. He's in the, in the top nine, top 10. Yeah, and he's missed a couple of games too. And now Tolman with another big performance, even though he's on the bench this week and we don't like him because yeah. he cost us the game. Last week, uh, Hass just was doing Hass type stuff. TPJ and uh, SST, Takiaho, just same, same, churning out points. Papali, same here. Paul Vaughan, a shout from us a couple of weeks ago. He's doing quite well. I think he yep. he's moved into the 500s and he's uh, he scored about 60-odd last week. Um, I think this also could be the bottom price for AFP, uh, AFB, sorry, not AFP. Um, Adam Fanua Blake, I think this is his bottom price, and I reckon it would be it could be one to get on. And I'm sure he's low percentage owned. So, yeah, he's only um he's only two percent owned, but he does have a break even of ninety three. So if, oh, okay, one more. If week. you're like me and you think he's scoring this week, 
maybe hop on. But 602K, he could drop under the 600K mark after this week. But then I think, yeah, he will bottom out after that. And Rebel Campbell Gillard uh, kind of come back to earth a little bit after that, maybe a month of fantastic form and scoring a try. So yeah. I think he'll still be good for exactly what he did last week, 60s. But uh, yeah, I think we've seen the best of him so far. All right, anything else you want to add to the front row, Zach? No, it's just everyone's just middling, middling. So it's about hitting those top three. And I think Junior Paulo, Payne Haas, can't go wrong there. And Tavita Panga, if you want a little bit of edge, but he might get less ball now with Fafita, so I wouldn't be jumping on that. Yeah. All right, moving into second row now. No Madison, what a killer, man. To go from like scoring seven or eight to no game, no game. Is this the third Shocking. week? The third, I think, because I was talking to uh, one of our new recruits to the Supercoach world, and he just said, I've had a shocking month and it's pretty much just because of Madison and that's a shocking month across all facets of his life. So it hasn't <laughs> been great for him. Hasn't been great for Madison Omers. And now center, um, second row is just such an interesting place. Yeah. And it looks like John Bateman's the one you want to get. Yeah. John Bateman with a huge, was it 88 odd? He's just like, yeah. when you look at him, he's just like, he should not be good at footy, but he's just, he just is. And it's like, he's it fantastic. It, yeah. watch. It's such a shame that he's leaving. Yeah. Fafita's back. David Fafita, that is. Are you bringing him in, Zach? If I didn't have all the problems with Smith, Grant, uh, Bradman, Best, then yeah, I would have. But I just don't have the capacity for it, especially because I want to bring Munster in this week as well. Yeah, I think he's one to, he's one to watch. I think he's got a break even of 50-odd, so I think he'll probably score around that. Like For me, he might have been carrying injury, but that first two games, he was pretty average. Besides that, like probably the best try second row has ever scored in the history yeah. of the NRL. So, um, That's what he's just going to do. Yeah. Lolo and Tina went huge again. Jake Turbo in a losing team, 94. RFM, Jason Vanga Hooker, Harris and Lane, pods. Huge yeah. case to get on them if you want to get an edge and head-to-head. Like, RFM has the best job in the world because he just stands outside Kieran Foran. Best job in the world. Just literally yeah. short ball scores. Like, he's going to score every second game. It is it, Like, it is what it is. That's what CHN did last year. Killed it, and that is RFM this year. Yeah, and I know for Raymond that you said has the ship sailed last week. That was your question of the week, and it looks like with his 85 and with the Bulldogs looking a bit better, could be really good for him. Um, if there's one for me to pick, I think Jazz Tavunga as well, especially for his dual position status. I think that's really nice to have, especially when yeah. we're on home. Yeah, and I probably want to mention also Lucy Leilua. We were... Ooh, death riding him for like a month. Like we need to sell him. Yeah. So we just can't get to him. And then he's just killed it. And now he's the type of player that we're just going a little bit of a run. So I think we're seeing that right now. Just one thing for Lucy, for the 10% that do own 86 break even. So he could Ooh. actually start losing a bit of cash, especially with a real, real dirty Tigers run coming up. So he's just under 600K. So he could be a nice little swap with a little jump up to a John Bateman, which would be a fantastic trade to make. Yeah, or even down to our uh, Dave Fafita if you want. If you like yep. Fafita, that could make you 100K. Yeah. All right, awesome. Uh, Harv, Zachary, I don't have too much to add here. I think it's just same old, same old. Uh, you, need to, you need to look to get Cleary in. You have to just went huge again. Do you take a gamble on Moses? Uh, I can't see it happening. Yeah. He's scored, scored again. Only got eight. Like he got 80. So I'm not going to say he only got 80. He scored again. 1411k so he's going to start climbing again with a 14 break even i like if you're going to chase someone's form cody walker just under 500k i like it yeah if you're looking for something different because most people will be running sj 
and or Munster. I think they're the ones to get in. But yeah, yeah. Cody Walker started the season at 600k, and he was fantastic first half of last season. So yeah, if you believe in his form run, then I think he's definitely one to get on. Yeah. All right, moving on to center wing. Jeez, we've got a lot going on here. Uh, one of the questions, we'll get to that now, if that's all right, Zachary. In your head, if you could pick any, like, who are the best four center wings to finish the season with? I think clear is, I think Isaiah Yo, although he's dual position, I think Isaiah Yo's top, top. Like, he's just unbelievable. Like, if you compare his stats from this year to last year, ridiculous. David Norfoluma slots in just below him. And then it's really a battle between Lomax, who got a really sad 22. And then Kurt Mann, who's now playing nine. Yeah. Sione Katoa, maybe Staggs. Sorry, I'm not really giving a great answer here. But I go Norfo, Yo, Staggs, Lomax. That's what my top four. Interesting, interesting. It's interesting that I think I, I think I have all those except for Nofo. So thanks, bro. Um, yeah, good on you. Moving on from that, uh, Manu, I think he's coming good. Uh, James Newton, the coach of the Barracudas, who's coming in 170th. Fair shout to us this week saying that he'll be good until Angus Crichton comes back and he'll uh, hold up the ball again. Yep. Latrell, 74 points at 460K. Very interesting. I can't go near him. I've owned him for two weeks and it was probably the most difficult two weeks of my life. Yeah. Um, and again, different round this round compared to last round, so it might not be um, as impactful. Sharks winning it. Wingers, I can't. I often try to. I find it hard to go near a winger, but they 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 kill it. I guess in the best yeah. attacking team in the comp. Yeah, they both got great work rate as well to get out of trouble. So you do get those tackle breaks and those run meters. It's going to be interesting to see what happens to Kurt Mann at nine. Yeah, he could could start seeing him just getting fifty, as in fifty tackles, one or two runs. I don't believe that he's going to do a lot of running, especially with Blake Green, Pierce, and Ponga wanting the ball. Yeah. So, 574K, I don't know if I'd be getting on it for a player that could just score 50, maybe, maybe 60. He's just someone I, I don't think I'll ever buy this season because I had the opportunity to buy him at 270, and I didn't. So, there's no way I'm yeah. buying him at 570. There's no way. Yeah. Um, Stags, I held him on. I held on to him for like six weeks. <laughs> Finally scores 120. That is fantastic. Um, average of 20 points a week that I held. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. Um, are you getting on him, Getting on him, Zach? Stags. Uh, I think, to be honest, I don't have enough capacity. If I want to get – if I need to trade out uh, Smith and I want Munster, then I'm just going to have to do a little switch. Avarillo, bring him in, hopefully he can score against a Storm or maybe break a tackle against a Storm, which would be cool. One to watch out for, you and Aiken. I know you spoke about him yeah. I think, last week or the week before. Five-round average of 78.4. And yeah. it's 70, uh, 79, three-round average. He's been on absolute fire mm. in a team that's been quite up and down, but they have been scoring points. I like it. And he's kind of back to you and Aiken of old. Yeah, he, he used to be very good at super coach and fantasy. So if you, it just depends what side they're going to run to. Like if, if the ball goes to the right, Lomax is going to score that. If they go to the left, you and Aiken's going to score that. I think it's, it's yeah. going to be rare that they both score very well. Um, yeah, and last but not least, Bradman Bessie's gone. So yeah. I think you're sure. looking at, depending on the makeup of your team, Stags, pretty like-for-like swap. Latrell, if you're a bit of an adrenaline junkie. If you want to go up to Norfoluma, do it with caution. Although he scores well against pretty much every team, like he can, he has the potential to do it against every team. With BJ Leilua there now, maybe he gets less ball. Also, they've got a shocking run. Like they versed pretty much... I think 
six of the top eight or six of the top six, really, in the, in the last six games of the round. So Far six out. games of the year. Yeah. So that could be quite tricky for Norfolk. So I wouldn't be jumping all over him. And then lastly, is it Sam McIntyre from the Tigers? Yeah. He started in second row for Ghana. 83 last year. Yeah. Pretty sure score tried. So I don't know. Could be a cheeky pod there. But you just yeah, don't know what's going to happen with the Tigers. Like, he could be dropped for Ghana Job security is his biggest problem, really. Yeah. But he's yeah, 260, sure. and he's got a negative 18 break even. So if you want to go cash and grab, could be nice. But I wouldn't be doing that at this point of the season. All right. And lastly, the fullbacks. Again, nothing too much to add. Tedesco's been okay by his standards. Nothing crazy. Yeah. I think he's definitely not a just Captain Teddy now. We've done that for two weeks now and just hasn't really lived up to the hype. Gutherson, 60-odd, yeah. 70-odd with two tries and actually downgraded. Like, I thought he was going to upgrade for sure. But, yeah, I'll be looking to move him on uh, shortly. Ponga, how did he go last week? Yeah, he got 70. Uh, yeah, yeah. And pretty decent in the 70 for a team that wasn't that fantastic. Storm as well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it could be – it's just we don't – like, if we just didn't have all these injuries, like, it could be time to go Gutherson to Ponga, cash out make your money and hopefully Turbo. Turbo's got to be back soon. I just want to see him play, to be honest. I miss like, yeah. looking at the team and seeing Brendan Elliott fullback. Kind of annoys me, so I wouldn't mind seeing Turbo. It's hopefully. amazing difference. Hopefully. Like, yeah. Anyway, so that's it for Supercoach. Pretty quick one, even for all the carnage that was uh, that was Teamless Tuesday. Trades for me, Zachary. I think I'm going to go Smith to Coruscant. That will make me about nearly 200K. And I might save that last trade. I, I really want to go best to Bateman, but I'm pretty sure I'm like so close. It's not even funny, but I can't do it by swapping Yo. But yeah, um, that'd be nice. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, but at this point in time, Smith the Coruscant saving second trade as we near the end of the season. You, Zachary? Yeah, actually, I'm a big fan of saving that trade because I looked at it by round 17, I could just be done with super coach and just. Like, it's honestly, so, it's so not fun after that. Exactly. I'm looking at bringing in at the moment, but it might change after your little one trade theory. Just Avanga for Cam Smith and then Cam Munster for Billy Walters. All right, captaincy options. I only really had two come to mind and that's Teddy against the Dragons and Munster against the Dogs. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go VC on Teddy just in case. You never know what happens. And I like the loophole. It's kind of fun. Not even be able that's to something we could do in the final rounds. You don't like the loophole? Because we, I don't know if I field 17 this week, so I don't even know if I can loophole. That's my that's my head. That's the thing that I like for mine. I know I've got 17, and I can just easily move Avarillo out and bring in Best as my AA yeah, and okay, sweep. play, it'd be easy. So I'm going to Teddy VC and then look at Munster as a captain. I also don't mind just going Cleary again and just taking that yeah. form run. Cleary's yeah, it's been fantastic. Yeah, so big round ahead. Exciting. Only seven, eight rounds left, which is a bit of a sad one for an NRL fan and a Supercoach fan. Thank you for listening. Have a good week and go the bunnies. Thanks, everyone. Talk to you next week.
All right, dude, I need to go and get my dishwasher fixed. All right, that was pretty good, I think. Yeah. It's, I think it might be a, a hard one to edit. We've got to do some shit with it. Oh, yeah, the stuff at the end. Yeah. I think we somewhat, I think we both said um a lot as well. Uh, uh, kind of. Yeah. Also, should we leave the bit and we do the phone call? Because I reckon it's kind of funny. <laughs> Let's just see how it sounds. I'll let, I'll let you. Um... I reckon it sounded good. I'll just edit where it was a bit of a longer pause. I reckon it sounds pretty good. Like this was a technician. That's pretty funny. <laughs> All right, let's get let's get going then. Right. I'll uh, I gotta do a session plan and then I'll probably start editing this at like nine. Yeah, no worries. This will take some time to like upload and shit. Anyway. All right, easy. All right, bye bye.